RBL stands for Read It, Believe It, Live It. And our mission is to equip and inspire women to read the Bible, believe the Bible, and then go out and actually live the Bible. This is the RBL Podcast by RBL Ministries. Welcome back to the RBL Podcast. Today's episode, we are going to be talking about different character traits or different attributes of a godly woman, how we can um, live our lives as Christian women in a way that glorifies the Lord and in a way that is according to God's word. And so we're going we're gonna to look at scripture and we're going to pull out specific character traits that we see of a godly woman. Now, I want to kind of preference this episode by saying that there are a lot of different ways that we could approach, or maybe I, maybe it's better to say there's a lot of different kind of areas that we can hone in on when it comes to being a godly woman, because there are um, different platforms in which God gives women to use to glorify him. So the underlining purpose is the same. It's to know God and make God known. Like that is the underlining life purpose. And that remains the same. But the platforms in which God gives us to fulfill that purpose, the opportunities and the places he places us and the seasons of life, just the different platforms he gives us, those can change. And those aren't going to look the same across all women. And that means that for some women, that may be homemaking and um being married and having children and making a home, like that may be your platform in which God is using you in this season of life to live out these character traits of a godly woman in order to um, enhance God king, God's kingdom, in order to know God and make him known, that underlining purpose. For some women that you may be single and it's in your season of singleness that you can live out that purpose of knowing God and making God known. Uh, For others, maybe you're just entrepreneurs, you're business owners, and that's your platform that you can know God and make God known. And there are multiple areas in which you are able to make God known and know God. And so we could approach the conversation of biblical womanhood from all of those different perspectives. From, okay, how do we live out biblical womanhood in this perspective of homemaking and of being, you know, a wife and a mother, like in that outlet, how do we live that out? And then we could step into the perspective of in singleness, how do we live out biblical womanhood? Or in entrepreneurship and in business, how do we live out biblical womanhood? And those may all be separate podcast episodes in the future. But in this specific episode, we are going to be looking at character traits of a biblical Christian woman that stretches across all of those different platforms. These character traits are what kind of mark that biblical woman. And these character traits can be lived out and can be shown in all of those different outlets. No matter what your platform is right now, these are those character traits that can be the foundation of that, that we see in scripture. So that's going to be kind of the perspective that this podcast episode takes. But before we dive into scripture on those character traits, I do want to say And I've said it in almost every other podcast episode. So if you've listened to our podcast, you're probably familiar with this. But as you seek God and you seek the things of God, the character of God is produced in your life. And so when it comes to living out the character traits of a biblical woman, I want us to keep in mind 
that we are created in the image of God. That's what the Bible tells us. In Genesis 1, 27, it says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. So we know that we are created in the image of God. And don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. Jesus was a man. And God is, God is a spirit. We worship, worship him in spirit and in truth. Um, Jesus was a man. But God created male and female in his own image. And that means that the good attributes, the good character traits that we see in male and female, not the ones that are tainted by sin, but the way that God designed them before sin entered the world, this perfect creation of male and female, the character, character attributes that come along with male and female, both of those came from God. So the masculinity, uh, biblical masculinity that wants to protect and love and steward, that came from God. That's part of God's character. And then the, uh, the feminine uh, desire to nurture life and, and to steward homes well and to do all of those things in a biblical way and to be graceful and loving, that came from God. Those are character traits of God. And he created male and female in his image. And so those good attributes of male and female are character traits of God. And so as we seek God, the character of God will be produced in our lives. It's important that we know the attributes of a godly woman. But if you just learn the attributes of a godly woman, but you are not seeking the Lord in your life, then knowing the character traits Um, will just be knowledge. It's not going to be fruit that's produced in your life because as we seek the Lord, that's when we're able to walk in his Holy Spirit, which produces these character traits that are of God. And that's when we're able to live these out truly in this biblical uh, sense is when we're seeking the Lord in our lives, we're being filled with his Holy Spirit, we're being sanctified And as we are sanctified, we become more and more like Christ. And these character traits will naturally overflow out of us. And our desires will even change to align with these character traits. So I want to say it's important that we learn these. It's important that we talk about these, that we're intentional even to do these. But ultimately, we have to be seeking the Lord diligently in our lives so that we're filled with his spirit and we're able to live these out in a biblical way. So with that being said, Let's look at some of these character traits. So surprise, surprise, we're going to be in Proverbs 31, which is an absolutely amazing chapter in the Bible that talks about um, just these attributes of a biblical woman. And there's multiple places in the Bible that we can go to look at this. We can look at different stories of women in the Bible. Um, But this is a really good place kind of as a foundation, as a starting point for studying these character traits of a biblical woman because it kind of lays it all out, a virtuous woman. You've probably, if you've been a part of ministry or Christianity for really any amount of time, you've probably heard Proverbs 31 before or you've heard it referred to or talked about and that's because it is a very important chapter and sometimes we are just like, oh, Proverbs 31 and then we don't really study it. We don't really look at what it's saying. And so I want to study it out. I want to look at what it's saying. But we have to remember, as we learn this idea of these character traits of a biblical woman, again, we have to seek the Lord in our own lives in order for these things to be produced in us. And the focus isn't meant to be on us. It's not supposed to be like, look at how amazing and godly I am. Look at these character traits that I have. It's supposed to be on Christ. And as we shift our focus off of ourselves and onto the Lord and we seek God, that's when these character traits will actually be produced in our lives. And so I want to encourage you, shift your focus off of yourself. It's not about you. 
In and of yourself, you are not enough. It's only through the Holy Spirit and through Christ that we are. And that's going to be a whole other podcast episode. So shift the perspective off of yourself and onto the Lord and seek God. And as you do that, these character traits will naturally be produced in your life. Okay, so let's start. I'm going to kind of break it down verse by verse. And we're going to look at the deeper character traits that are happening through these verses that are kind of explaining the things that this Proverbs 31 lady does. And this is actually a fictional character. It's actually a mother speaking to her son about um, what a godly woman looks like. And so this is not an actual person. This is like a mother explaining to her son the character traits of a godly woman. So let's start in verse 11. It says, The heart of her husband does safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. Again, as I said, um, this refers to her as being married. And that is an outlet where we can be a godly woman in marriage. But some of us are, are going to be single. And so what is the character trait here? Well, it's trust. She is trustworthy with those most intimate relationships and the people closest to her. She values that. And she is trustworthy. And she makes sure to uphold that trust and to live her life in such a way where she's worthy of being trusted with those most intimate relationships. Verse 12, she will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. Verse 12, we see that her intentions are good and they're coming from a pure heart. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. This one, again, if you're married, this relates to your husband. If you're not married, you know, we see the attribute and the character trait of she's trustworthy with that most intimate relationship. And she seeks to do good and not evil in that relationship. And that's not always easy because sometimes we have these side motives and we'll do something good, but we're doing it out of the wrong heart. We do something good, but we're doing it secretly for ourselves. Or we do something good, but it's actually not good because the motive behind the reason we're doing it is not actually pure. And so this verse kind of insinuates that she is truly trying to do good. She doesn't have this ulterior motive. She is truly trying to steward this relationship well and do good and not evil. There's a distinction there. All the days of her life, like that is her intention and that is her goal. So if we go and look at Psalms 24, verses 3 through 6, let me pull this up here. Psalms 24 verses 3 through 6 says, Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul into vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob, Selah. And I read this passage because it kind of goes along with this idea that she will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She's doing it out of a pure heart. And I look at verse four, he hath clean hands and a pure heart who has not lifted up his soul into vanity nor sworn deceitfully. That's kind of the motive. And as we do these things in our relationships, we're truly seeking good. We're not doing it out of an ulterior motive. Our motive is truly out of a pure heart and clean hands, not vanity, not deceitfully. We're not trying to deceive. We're not trying to get our own self gain. We're doing it purely to do someone else good. And then it talks about that is who will know the Lord. Receive the blessing from the Lord, righteousness, all of these things come along with truly doing something out of the motive to be good 
and not out of these ulterior manipulation motives. And so I think that that's important that she's not manipulative and that she truly seeks to do good out of a pure heart. Verse 13, she seeks wool and flax and works willingly with her hands. She's a hard worker. And I love that it says willingly because sometimes we're hard workers, but we do it grudgingly and we don't actually want to do it. Um, God gives us areas of our lives to steward, whether you're a mother with children and you constantly complain because it's hard or you own a business and it's hard to keep up a business and you constantly complain or you're constantly busy because you're doing like a thousand different things and you constantly complain about how stressed and busy you are or you're married and you constantly complain about your husband. Like all of those things we're working, but we're not working willingly. We're doing it grudgingly. And this talks about she works willingly. She's excited to do this work. And so let's look at Colossians verse three, chapter three, sorry, verse 23. It says, and whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. This is a hard verse to swallow because there's so many aspects of life that we don't do as unto the Lord. But when we can ask ourselves in this season of life, in this platform he has given me, Am I stewarding this as unto the Lord? Like, is that my greater motive that I am living for God's kingdom and that I'm doing these things as worship, like as unto the Lord, as worship unto the Lord? How am I stewarding my home and my children and my husband's heart? Is it as unto the Lord? How am I stewarding my business? Is it as unto the Lord? How am I stewarding my school? Is it as unto the Lord? Am I willingly doing this work because the Lord has given it to me? to steward or am I doing it grudgingly and complaining about it and not seeing the blessing that it could be Philippians 2 verse 14 says do all things without murmurings and disputings that's hard do all things without murmurings and disputings be like this woman in Proverbs 31 verse 13 that works willingly with her hands Verse 14, she is like the merchant ships. She bringeth her food from afar. Verse 15, she rises while it is also yet night, and she gives meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. She is a nurturer of life. And I want to think about women as this kind of nurturer of life. Look at how God created us. God created our bodies to be able to house life for nine months inside the womb and our bodies can quite literally nurture that life inside the womb and then when that life comes out of the womb we still have the ability to continue to nurture that life and and just like in a physical sense we are nurturers we are also nurturers of life in a spiritual sense and when you look at this proverbs 31 lady she rises also while it is yet night and she gives meat she gives meat to her household And a portion to her maidens, her household would be like her husband, her children, and then her maidens, that's going to be the people who are working inside the house for her, doing some of the chores and helping with just the running and the upkeep of the house. So in a modern sense, that might be um, if you own a business and you have employees, employees in your business, um, that's going to be anybody within your household, a husband, um, your children, even if you are not moved out of your parents' house, you can still steward 
the relationships within that household well. Just like this Proverbs 31 lady does, she nurtures life. Verse 16, she considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hand, she plants a vineyard. She uses discernment here, and she's financially literate. Um, She uses discernment. She considers a field. So she's looking at this field, and she's considering if she's going to buy it so that then she can plant a vineyard, which is going to help provide for her family. She is using discernment in the way that she is going to help meet the needs of her family in that season or of her business in that season or of whatever God has placed her, the platform in which God has placed her. How is she going to meet the needs of that in that season? And she uses discernment to figure that out. And I like, I like to think about how the greater goal here for this woman was how she's going to serve her family. So the greater goal here is service. She's using discernment. She's considering a field. She's kind of making this endeavor from this perspective of service. Verse 17, she girdeth her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. This one's very interesting to me because she knows the value of her product or of her work that she does. She's obviously an entrepreneur here because she perceives that her merchandise is good. And she continues to work on that merchandise. She continues to grow and to scale whatever that merchandise, whatever that business endeavor is. And I think it's important that she perceives her merchandise as good. For those of us who are entrepreneurs, sometimes there's this idea that um, understanding the value of what you are providing and, and humility can't go hand in hand. But they actually can. Because look at this next verse. She stretched or sorry, verse 19, she layeth her hand to the spindle and her hands hold the distaff. That continues to kind of point to this idea that what she is making, she is working on, she is scaling, she's working on this business. Verse 20, she stretches out her hand to the poor and she reaches forth her hands to the needy. She meets the needs of others without belittling the value of her product. She's able to have this humility and this kindness about her, but she also knows the value of what she is doing. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that we go about it with um, kind of like this boasting perspective. That's not what that is. But it does mean that we understand that what we are offering, that our work or our product or whatever it is, what we are offering is valuable. And we understand maybe if you're a homemaker and you're not in business and you aren't working a job that provides financially, maybe you still understand that what you are doing in the home is valuable. You know the value of what you are doing and you steward it accordingly to the value in which it holds. And that's a great principle to apply to business, to apply to just what we do every single day as women. We are allowed to see the value in it. That doesn't mean we boast. That doesn't take away from humility. It just means that we steward it according to the value in which it holds. Verse 21, she is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She makes herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. Several things here. First, she's prepared and she has a vision. And that's very important 
And we talked about in our planning podcast how it's important to have a vision and to be prepared, but we also have to be uh, willing and okay when plans don't go according to what we think and God changes plans. So listen to that podcast if you haven't yet. But this goes along with that same idea of having vision and being prepared. You have a direction you are headed. You have an orderly uh, system and routines to your day and you can establish that amongst the different people that you are stewarding whether that's children or employees or whatever that looks like for you um she makes herself coverings of tapestry and her clothing is silk and purple she takes care of herself she takes care of others and she puts others first but she also takes care of herself and she enjoys the fruit of her labor And it's when she is able to take care of herself that she can then take care of others well. She stewards herself well. She dresses according to what she is doing. She takes care of herself. She enjoys the fruit of her labor. Verse 23, her husband is known in the gates and he sits among the elders in the land. She is known among respected people. This kind of goes along with the idea that she has a good name. Her husband trusts in her. He is known in the gates, which back then that refers to like government or, or politics. So he's, he's probably a respected and well-known man. And this insinuates the idea that she um, is respected and she has a good name. Proverbs 22 verse 1. It says, A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches and loving favor rather than silver and gold. She values that name. Verse 24, she makes fine linen and sells it and delivers girdles unto the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. We see again that she is an entrepreneur. She's business savvy, and she uses those things. She enjoys the fruits of her labor, but she also provides for the people in which she is nurturing through those things. And service is the ultimate goal, but in order to be able to do that well, she has to understand the value of her product or of her service or of her work, whatever it is she is doing. And then we see that strength and honor are her clothing, and she rejoices in the time to come. She trusts in the Lord, and that leaves no room for worry in her life. She trusts in God. Strength and honor are her clothing. She's honored. She is strong. She has a good name. And she rejoices in the time to come. She is able to look at the future. Even though she has a family she's taking care of, even though she has a household she is running, even though she has a business that she is running, even though she has all of these things that she is doing, she is still able to look to the future and rejoice and rejoice because ultimately she's trusting in the Lord and that it continues to explain that as we go forward. She opens her mouth with wisdom and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She is wise and she is kind. She looks well to the ways of her household and eats not the bread of idleness. She is not lazy. She's always looking for how she can improve her household, how can she can steward the people and the things in her life well. Her children arise up and call her blessed and her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but you exceed them all. Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman that fears the Lord, she shall be praised. She fears the Lord enough that she can laugh at the future. She fears the Lord enough that she trusts his sovereignty in her life. That she trusts his character in her life. 
And she fears the Lord more than she fears anything else. She fears the Lord so much that there is not fear for anything else. And she's able to laugh at fear of the future. How beautiful is that? She's not obsessed with um, favor and beauty that is just vanity and it passes. She's not obsessed. We kind of talked about self-image and the pressure to prove in our our uh, podcast on social media. She's not obsessed with creating this image around herself. She just wants to steward her life well. She knows that those things are vain. So she focuses on fearing the Lord, which takes pursuing the Lord. To fear God, you have to know God. You have to know his character. You have to see that he, that, uh, he is sovereign and that leads to kind of this reverence towards him. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. Her own works praise her in the gates. Again, that's talking about kind of this, the gates is referring to, that would be like a government type area. So that's going to be kind of um, amongst society in a respected area. Her own works will praise her because she has this good name, because she stewards her life well. She nurtures those in her life. She knows the value of her product, but she still meets the needs of others. She's kind. She's wise. She's not full of vanity. She fears the Lord enough that there's not room for fear of anything else. These are some of these character traits that we see in a godly woman, and these character traits can stretch across any platform that we have in our lives. Whether you are a mother and a homemaker, um, kind of as she is described in this passage, Whether you are a business owner, as she is also described, whether you are someone who's in school still, you still have relationships around you that you need to steward well. Whether you are a mother or you're single or whatever that looks like for you, these character traits are character traits that we can apply to whatever platform the Lord has given us. And there are going to be times where we fail at them. There are going to be times where we aren't perfect. But like I said at the beginning of the podcast, as you seek God, these character traits are produced in your life. And it's very easy, especially for me to read all of this. And, you know, I've got all these notes on this and I've studied this passage and I feel like we study it diligently amongst Christian Christian ministry circles. And it can be very overwhelming because we're like, man, how do I do all that? Like, I am just exhausted trying to show up every single day and live my life. How do I how do I do it like that? How do I steward it like that? And that, my friend, is where we have to depend on the Lord. That is where we seek God. And as we seek him, his character is produced in our life. He is so gracious and he fills us with his spirit. And so our number one priority, if you want to be a woman like this, you want to be a Proverbs 31 woman, you want to be able to have these character traits, seek the Lord in your everyday life. And figure out how what you are learning as you seek the Lord, as you're reading the Bible, as you worship in community, all of these things you are learning as you seek the Lord. Figure out how you can directly apply them to the life that you are living. And I'm very excited because next week, actually on January, I believe it's January 15th, we are dropping a new collection of products at rblministries.com. It's been a little while since we've had a new collection drop, but I'm very excited for this new collection because it's kind of a stewardship collection. And it's going to be products that help us apply what we're learning in scripture to our everyday lives. Because the original question that started RBL Ministries was how do I get started reading the Bible? I had so many people asking me that question and that's kind of what, what started the entire ministry. 
But once people understand how to read the Bible and they understand how to how to get started reading the Bible, which our very first podcast episode is all about that. Go listen to it if you feel like you still need to get started in Bible study. But once you get started in Bible study, then it's time to apply it. So how do we do that? How do we apply the things we're learning in our everyday lives as we study the Bible? How do we apply that to the platform that God has given us and how we can live that out in that platform that he's given us? And so this stewardship collection, we're going to have a stewardship notepad and it's going to kind of help you connect. Okay, here's what I'm learning in in the Bible. Here's how I can apply it to exactly what I'm doing today. And I'm very excited uh, as I design that, just kind of prayerfully work out how can I design something that's going to help them visually and mentally be able to see how they can take what they're learning in scripture and apply it to their everyday lives. So that will drop next week. Be looking for it at rblministries.com. Follow us on Instagram, subscribe to our newsletter so you get notified when that drops and be sure to check that out. I hope that this podcast episode was encouraging. Again, it can feel very overwhelming when you hear all these character traits and you're like, man, I'm just trying to survive. Like how in the world do I actually live like that? And it's not in and of your own strength. Strength. It's through the power of the Holy Spirit. And you become filled with the Spirit of God as you seek God. And he sanctifies you and he refines you into his image. So seek the Lord. If you feel overwhelmed by this and you're like, man, there is no way. Seek the Lord and watch as he changes your heart and as he produces these character traits in you. Thank you so much for listening today. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to the RBL Ministries podcast. If you would like to connect with us more, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Pinterest at RBL Ministries. You can also find more resources like Bible studies, Bible study notepads, conversation starters, blog posts, and community at rblministries.com. We drop new episodes every single Wednesday. And we're so excited to have you in the RBL community.